Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. We're going to be reading out of 2 Chronicles. And I've been talking about glory. Everyone say glory. glory. We're talking about glory. And I, I want you to recognize what happens here. Solomon builds the temple that his father prepared everything for. His dad gave all the elements to build this thing. His dad put it all together to help him succeed. And we're going to start reading here right, right when they finish this. When Solomon finished praying. I need you to understand glory doesn't just show up. Glory doesn't just show up. Say it again, Pastor. Glory doesn't just show up in your life. It is a result of pushing, of pressing, of working, of, of getting ready. It, it's a creating an atmosphere. I need you to understand, God is everywhere. But he's not manifested everywhere. Why? Because his people aren't surrendered or prepared for him. God is everywhere, but he's not manifested everywhere. And so I need you to understand that God shows up strongest where people prepare for him. See, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm tired of living in a perpetual state of visitation of God. I want the habitation of God. I don't want God to visit us. I want God to show up. I don't listen. Let, let me put it this way. I don't go to church for the presence of God. I got the presence of God at home. I got the presence of God in my car. I got the presence of God when I go to work. I got the presence of God when I'm in the shower, when I'm working out. There's the presence of God all over me. There is the glory of God wherever I go. Why? Because he's in me. And some of us are looking for God's presence and his glory instead of being God's presence and his glory. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Some of y'all are like, Pastor, I ain't into all that. I just came for you to just give me a little word so I can go back to my lifestyle. I just came to drop off some guilt this morning. I just came to put my time in so you don't say, where were you? Lord, help us. And when Solomon finished praying, a bolt of lightning out of heaven struck the whole burnt offering. See, God has to have something he's aiming at. You got to offer something to God. There has to be something. God knew what they were sacrificing. And the sacrifices and the glory of God filled the temple. The glory was so dense. Someone say he's so dense. Now, y'all hang around some people that are dense. Why not have the power of God show up densely? Uh, that just went over some of y'all. Let's just keep on going. The glory was so dense that the priest could not get in. God so filled the temple that there was no room for the priest. You imagine having the presence of God so greatly in your life that there's no room for anything else? No room for anyone else? Uh, listen to me. Some of you single men always looking for another honey. Once you get filled up with the presence, you're not going to have to be worried about a honey. Some of you ladies always looking at the club for that, that next guy. Then You're not going to find a knight in shining armor at a club. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Look, look, listen to me, girls. I'm going I'm to get on a soapbox for a moment because y'all can't see me. 
But when you dress a certain way and you wonder why you keep attracting the same kind of guy. If I keep using a worm, I'm going to keep getting the same kind of fish. And you're wondering why you're not drawing any respectable men. It's because the bait you're using. You dress in a manner that a guy is noticing those parts of you in order to create that initial interest. You're going to don't get mad when he starts nibbling at another hook. Y'all don't want to hear this this morning. You're, you're, you're worth more than that, ladies. You're worth more than that. Cover yourself up. Leave something to the imagination. Let the guy fall in love with your heart, not your body. But pastor, God didn't give me all of this just to hide it up. The lady got a deeper voice like that, too. <laughs> That's why I got to dress like this. <laughs> oh, Lord, this is going downhill fast. Come on, bring it back. And so when all Israel saw the fire fall from heaven, the glory of God filled the temple. They fell on their knees. See, you know when the presence of God shows up strong, you can't even stand in his presence. You, know, you can't be religious when God's glory shows up. God's glory shows up. You're just like, oh, man, I'm messed up. You just drop. You, you don't even try to act like you. They bowed their heads and they worshiped and thanked God, saying, check this out. Yes, God is good. His love never quits. Bow your heads with me. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to I, I be quick because I, I want to get, get on onto this, but I need you to understand something. We say glory. There's two words in the, Hebrew, in, the, in the Greek and Hebrew language that refer to glory. Last week I shared this with you. The first word kabod. The first word kabod means the weightiness. It talks about the full weight, abundance, or literally the visible manifestation of God's presence. How many remember that from last week? And so when we talk about the glory of God, it literally means the, you can walk in. There are times that you feel the presence of God. There are times that you can walk in and see the presence of God. Uh, that, you know, you, you see that person, you're like, man, I saw that dude at the club. Why are you crying at the altar? <laughs> glory. I, I saw that individual, they, him and his wife were just going through an argument. Why is he all of a sudden, why, why are they hugging? Why are they at the altar together hugging? Glory. Because now it's no longer something that you hear about, but you can see the presence of God manifesting in people's lives. In the, in the, in the uh, Greek language, it's called doxa. Doxa talks about splendor, brightness, most glorious condition. I love that. You know that you have a most glorious condition God had in mind when he created you? Oh, you missed that. Let, let me just go on. Ex exhibition of God's attributes as well. So let me explain it to you in this manner. I need you to grab a hold of this. Last week, I, I showed you this picture, illustration, where we had Trevor, all 105 pounds of Trevor, little skinny guy. Then we had Troy. I ain't even going to say how much he weighs. And we had Troy leaning on Trevor. And we told Troy, put your weight on Trevor to where he feels it. And then I told Troy, give him a little more. 
And as he gave Trevor more, Trevor started going farther down to the ground. And I said, a little more. And then he started going down a little more. Because he had this man and he felt the weight on him. And I told Troy, what if I told you to put all your weight on him? Troy said, uh-uh. And I said, why not? He goes, I would hurt him. Yes, he would. But I need you to understand that's the same way when we ask God, God, give me more, put more of your glory upon my life. If you're not ready for it, the glory of God will cause more damage in your life than it will do good. Because we're not ready for the glory of God. We can't hold the glory of God. That's why he told Moses, I'm just going to show you my back because you're not ready for my face. I want you to recognize this morning, you were created for glory. Let me say that again. You were created for glory. Every one of you here was created to manifest the glory of God. You see, I I was born and raised in church, and in our churches, we were always talked about how bad we were. We're just sinners saved by grace. I love what Chris Valentin said years ago. He said this, if we keep telling people they're sinners, what are they going to do? What do sinners do? They sin. And so it's natural if you're a sinner, when you walk out of this place, what are you going to do? But do you understand that when you accept Christ, you are no longer a sinner, you are a saint. You've walked into a new time. You've walked into a new identity. And if we keep telling people they're sinners, instead of recognizing that you are a saint, you're going to keep on sinning and start, start, instead of walking in the holiness of God. So, so let me get this clear to you, those of you here this morning. If you're in Christ, you're no longer a sinner. You're a saint. Only one of you got that. You are not a sinner. You are a saint. Okay, it's spreading. It's spreading. You are not a sinner if you're in Christ. You are a saint. You're getting it. You're slow, you're slow but you're worth waiting for. You are not a sinner. You are a saint. And so what do saints do? When you walk out of here, you bring holiness wherever you go. It doesn't mean that you're walking around with a halo. Doesn't mean that people are confessing to you. Doesn't mean that people are praying to you. But it does mean that I don't have to sin anymore. Where a sinner, all he does is sin. A saint has to work hard at sinning. First thing I want you to notice this morning is this. When we talk about glory is God created everything for glory. Okay? In your notes there, this is what we we didn't finish last week. God created everything for glory. Everything God created has its own glory. Everything God created that he formed, that he breathed into, everything that he put together has its own specific glory. Because God never creates anything without purpose. And so God creates these things. I want you to notice what Psalms 119 says. It says, or or, uh, 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. 
And so the earth, the heavens show the glory of God. Say this with me. God created everything for glory. So everything has glory in it. But let me explain it to you this way, okay? All of creation, everything that God created, if you take a look at it and you take time, look at the heights of the mountain. Who could form something like that? Look at the depths of the sea. We have yet to be able to create something that can go to the deepest recesses of the ocean and explore it. We haven't got there yet. We haven't created anything that has the abilities to get to the furthest reaches of space. Yet I need you to understand something. All those things are just a reflection of the artist who painted it. You missed that. The heights of the mountain, only someone that can reach there could form that. The width of the universe, only someone bigger than that could form that. Do you understand that everything you see is a reflection of the one that created and formed it? So if you look at how amazing the earth is, Then you go into our solar system and then into the universe like we saw last week. That's just a reflection of the artist. It's just a reflection of the art. Do you understand that the moon doesn't have no light of its own? It just reflects what the sun gives to it. I I need you to understand something that Many of us, it's like, how how many have flat screen TVs here? How many have big flat screen TVs here? Hands stay up right there. Why? You get them for it because high definition, right? But what good, I bought my dad a high definition television. It's a smart TV, not a dumb one. But my mom will not pay for HD TV. What good does 1080p do if you're running rabbit ears? You're never going to see the glory that is in that thing until you get the right signal going through it. And there's... (laughs) You ain't catch... There's many of you here today that you were created for 1080p, but you're running on analog right now. I'll explain that one later. Everything that God created, even the complexity of the human body, as a doctor, you understand that there's so many. You you can't, you know what, it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to believe in God. Because you cannot look at the world and see its function. You can't look at the human body and say that this thing just morphed and became what it is by accident. Everything works together. Everything has a perfect balance. And if one thing goes off, everything else gets set off. Someone created that. Second thing I want you to understand, well, let, let me, let, before I close that, I need you to understand that our potential is in our design. Your, your potential is already in your design. When God created a fish, swimming is in the fish. 
When God created a plant, the ability to grow is in that plant. When God created a bird, the ability to fly is already in that. So our, our, our potential is in our design. Do you understand that there's no classes to teach a fish how to swim? Come on, what you do is like this. You move your body and you get the fins moving. There, there's, no, there's no class for a bird to learn how to fly. Now listen, when you leave the nest, you're going to have to flap both arms. Because if you only do one, you're only going to go in circles. And you want to use your tail feathers because your tail feathers will help guide you where you're going. Okay? And so there's no classes for that. Why? Because everything that God designed in its purpose, in its potential, is already inside of it. No, you ain't hearing me this morning. You were created to have dominion. You were created to overcome. You were created to be a champion. It's not something I have to teach you. It's something that you are. It's in you. It's in you. You talk to a child. You ever talk to a child, all they want to be is a superhero. It's only adults that tell them they can't do that. Kids know that there's greatness in them. It's adults that stamp it out. I want to be an astronaut. What do you mean you be an astronaut? You can't even clean your room. Shut up. Go, go throw out the garbage. I want to be a basketball player. Man, you're four foot nothing. You ain't going to amount to anything. Get in there, do your homework. And instead of speaking dreams, oh, come on, somebody. You were created, everything God created was created with glory. Second thing I want you to understand is this, is that God created everything to manifest its glory. In other words, to show off its glory. Everything God created, he wants it to show off the glory that it was created for. In Isaiah 6, 3, it says, One cried one to another, said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is what? Full of his glory. And so I need you to recognize that true worship isn't the songs that are sung. If singing a song was worship, every one of us in here would be able to sing. Man, you'd be able to sing like Beyonce. You'd be able to sing like Luther Vandross. You would, have the, you would be able just to sing. Why? Because worship, if it was equated to singing, it would be based on us being able to sing, right? I've heard some of y'all. And some of y'all have heard me. And we got them voices that would cause God to run and hide. I've been close to you, girl. But our worship isn't from the song we sing, but in the life we live. you, You didn't catch that. I need you to understand that it's not the song we sing. It's the things we do that bring God the most praise. Okay, you're not going to get that. Let's move on. 
Okay? You are created with the full nature. Your glory is already in you. You don't need to be trained for it. It's in you already. Everything you need. In fact, when God created the heavens and the earth, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, verse 14 and 15, verse 20 and verse 24, God spoke to the water. He created fish, spoke to the ground. He created plants, spoke to the ground, created animals and so forth. Everything that he spoke to, it already had in them everything they needed. He didn't say, okay, the fish, you're going to have XYZ, everything he created them to be when he spoke them into being already had their full potential in them. Third thing I want you to recognize is this. God is pleased when glory is seen. God is pleased when your glory is seen. Do you understand that God wants you to shine? Someone needs to catch this this morning. We, We got this. Religion says this, don't shine. It's all for God. Don't shine. It's all for God. You know, don't, don't, don't let anyone, don't, don't, don't step out. Don't let, just, it's all, it's all about God. What, what I'm saying is that what we call false humility. You ever heard someone sing and when people go up to them and say, man, that was a great song. Oh, it was God. It was good, but it wasn't that good. It, <laughs> if it was God, I'd be laid out right now. And God, it, I mean, you, you were, you were, just, there, there's nothing wrong with saying, we think somehow that it's unspiritual to say, thank you. When Chacho fix, fixes my car and I go up to him and say, Chacho, man, I really appreciate it. He doesn't stop and say, well, it was God. No, he says, that'd be 250 bucks. <laughs> Because the gift that person has to sing is the same gift he has to fix a car. And so when he's working at his job, he is giving God glory with the job and the working that he does. The same anointing that it takes to preach a word is the same anointing you need at your job so that God's glory could shine through you. See, I need you to understand God is pleased when glory is seen. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says this. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. We're talking about heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. And so he says this. The glory of the celestial is one and the glory of a terrestrial is another, another. In other words, each one of these things has its own glory. I need you to understand God created everything with its glory so it would manifest its glory. And so when we see the sun, the sun's just shining away, just not holding anything back. It's not like, you know, I think I'll bring maybe 50% of my energy today. Every day the sun shows up and he's just like. <laughs> and when he does, guess what? God gets glory. And you got the star that is shining over there, and it's just shining away. Why? Because God gets 
Glory. All creation manifests the glory that it was created for. And although we have celestial bodies, there are terrestrial, there are earthly bodies as well. You and I, the same way the sun was meant to shine, you were created for glory. Man, it's time for you to walk into work and just go. We were saying that we were doing the declaration a couple seconds ago. And it says that point on there where it says, uh, promotions at work, healing in my body, bonuses and blessings. My wife hits me. She goes, man, I ain't never going to get a promotion at work. <laughs> so you do a better job, you might, get a be- you might get a promotion. And when I told her that, I need you to understand something. Yeah, everyone, man, they love you. They just went off on me on that one. Many of us are expecting promotion, but we're not bringing the glory. Yes, she is, sweetheart. You're promoted, okay? You are now office manager. See, I need you to understand something. I need you to recognize we're, we're out here waiting for God to bless us, and God's saying, no, when are you going to let the glory shine? When are you going to let my glory shine through you? You see, when we do what we were created for, God gets more glory. When we do what we were created to do, God gets more glory. You imagine the sun wanting to sing? It's missing out on the very purpose it was created for. The last thing I want you to notice as we close this morning is this, if the worship team would help me. God created man as the ultimate expression. Oh, this is good. God created man as the ultimate expression of his glory. Only, only, two, only two of you got that. As great as the mountain may be, it pales in comparison to you. As deep as the ocean might be, it pales in comparison to the depths God created you for. As vast as the universe is, it is nothing in comparison to the glory that God formed and fashioned you for. The Bible says, for all have sinned. How many have sinned? See, sin does one thing. It takes away our glory. Adam and Eve's sin lost them the presence of God. The Holy Spirit was taken from them. When you are not operating under the presence of God, under his glory, your glory is affected. I'm going somewhere with this, so stay with me. This is the most important part as we land this this plane. But I need you to understand something this morning. Jesus didn't just come to die for your sin. He came and died to get back your glory. Let me explain it to you this way. Where does a fish operate at the best? Water, ocean. Where does a bird operate its best? 
in the sky? Where does a plant operate its best? In the soil, in the dirt. Have you ever caught a fish and put it on the dirt? What's it do? It just flaps around. And the same movements, follow me, the same movements that he does in the water that get him somewhere, he does on land and gets nowhere. You see, when we're, we're taken out of the environment, the water is the environment for a fish. The sky is the environment for a bird. The, the ground is the environment for the plant. But for mankind, the environment was God. And when you and I are separated from God because of Adam and Eve's sin, the Spirit of God is removed. She's separated. And now what they try to produce on their own, the glory that they were created for, that's where stress steps in. Stress is when your assignment is bigger than your ability. And we're trying to do on our own. You're like a fish laying on the dirt and you're flapping around and you're wondering why in the heck am I not getting anywhere? Because we try to display God's glory on our own. It's like putting a bird in a, in a cage and telling it to shine. It can't do it. The first Ichabod moment I shared with you last week when the Ark of the Covenant was taken, the first Ichabod moment took, came, came about when Adam and Eve sinned. The glory of God departed. But I need you to understand, you were created for glory. Everyone say that with me. I was created for glory. Come on, say it again. I was created for glory. I was created for glory. That the problems that you face, if I was created for glory, why am I going through so much crap in my life? Why am I going through so many problems? Why? Let me tell you something. Your problem is your platform. Your problem is your platform. I need you to understand that the addiction that you're facing today, God may not have caused it, but check this out. When you make it through your addiction and the glory shines as a result of your addiction, people stop and they're like, well, what, what happened to you? Last time I saw you, you were strung out. Last time I saw you, you were at the crack house. Hey, wait, wait a minute. How did you put your marriage back together again? You were talking about hating that person. You were talking about hiring someone to kill him. How, how did you guys get back together again? What's, what's going on with you? Your, last time I saw you, you had your car repossessed. You had your, your, your family. You lost your place that you were staying. You were in a shelter. Now you got a job. You got a house. You got your kids. What's, how did you get there? That last time I saw you, you were so out of it. You were so depressed. You brought me down. And now you got this smile on your face. You're walking around with so much joy. What happened to you? Someone's about to get this in a moment. 
last time I saw you, you were sick. You were sucked up. You were in the hospital. You were going through kidney failure. I don't know what happened. Now look at you. You're walking around. You're great. What's going on? How did you do that? You see, because my addiction gave me the platform to work through for his glory. That's how I made it out. That's how my marriage got put back together. That's where God healed my body. That's where God restored my finances. It was God. God gets glory when we don't give up in the middle of our struggle. And we fight through and God begins to show glory. That's what you were created for. Proud of you you haven't given up. Found yourself in a situation where you didn't ask for it. But you didn't wait. You went to school. You went and got yourself trained. You made it. You made yourself get it done. Now you're asking why. Why? Why am I going through this? Why? Because you're about to give glory to God through this. May not feel like it right now. But he's going to get glory out of this situation. Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. (laughs) He didn't say watercolor. He didn't say that you are God's doodle. You walk into any museum and you see masterpieces in there. They got ropes blocking you off because they don't want you touching the masterpiece. You can look at it, but don't touch. For we are God's masterpiece, which he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we could do, somebody say do, the good things he planned for us long ago. So as we close this evening or this afternoon, I love the way Chris Valentin put this point years ago again. He talked about painting it says as we look at a painting and we take a look at a painting and say man that is, that is stupid what, who, who came up with that painting I mean who would come up with that C what, what the heck is that what's that white and the black I mean who came up who took out the little piece of the C why would you take the piece of the C out who came up with that what does that even mean we're Christian worship center not just C Listen to me. When I make fun of a painting or a picture, am I making fun of the picture or of the artist that created it? How dare us? How dare you? How dare me judge people and look at them and say, I can't believe you're that way. 
you're not attacking the person. You're attacking the one that made that masterpiece. Every word we say against a person, we're attacking the artist, not the person. They are God's masterpiece, created to show forth God's glory. You were created for. You were created for. You were created for. But you can't show forth glory if you're not in His glory. Bow your heads with me right where you are. Father, we pray for every person in this place. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.